going to whisper some things to you now about crunch chocolate bars. Because apparently this whispering thing is a thing that makes you feel things. It's saying something crunchy is coming in the candy wrapper language. Mm. Imagine your tongue hiking up those crispy, rocky ridges. Now, drum roll, please. Wow, that's good. Crunchy munchy chocolate doesn't whisper. Turn up the fun with Crunch. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Smart TV. I'm David Butcher and this is the Radio Times podcast where I steer a path through all the new TV that's coming up and cherry pick the best stuff, basically. I'll give you a quick summary of each one and my take on it so you get the idea. Hopefully you'll know if it's one for you. The idea is there's a range of stuff here. There's streaming stuff, there's regular channels, there's some drama, some comedy, some documentaries, a little bit of sport. Something for everyone is the idea, I hope. That's the plan. The big news this week is that the BBC's centenary celebrations get going in a big way. It's 100 years of the BBC. It feels like it would be churlish not to start with that and highlight a few of the programmes they've got tied into it. Um, Two of the main ones are, interestingly, there's a straight history and a spoof history. The straight one's called How the BBC Began. It's on BBC Two on Saturday. And it follows the early decades of the BBC, the early decades of broadcasting, full stop, with contributions from David Attenborough and Joan Bakewell and people. It's got lots of wonderful archive, like those weird moments where that you used to get where someone's presenting live television and a phone rings, a big red phone will ring on their desk. And they'll turn to the camera and say, excuse me a moment, and then pick up the phone and have a conversation, uh, which used to happen on air. So there are mad moments in it, there's fascinating stuff in it, but it's done in quite a straight-ahead, old-fashioned kind of way. That So it almost feels like a spoof at times. Uh, whereas your actual spoof is a Harry Enfield thing called The Love Box in Your Living Room, which is on Thursday on BBC Two. He's done a kind of parody of those Adam Curtis documentaries, if you've ever seen one of those. If you haven't, the tone may be a bit lost on you. And it's just Harry Enfield. He hasn't got any co-writer or anything. It's a bit uneven. It's a bit scattershot. But there are wonderful gags in there. It's well worth it for things that I really enjoyed. There's a bit where they do a little thing with the puppet of Muffin the Drug Mule. And there's he, he does a sort of parody of the Match of the Day title sequence, which is just the famous theme tune over clips of footballers punching each other, having fights on the pitch. There are lovely little bits in it. It's not all good, but that's fine. So that's The Love Box in Your Living Room on Thursday on BBC Two. A few other things in the BBC 100 celebrations, quickly. There's a history of children's TV on Wednesday on BBC One for a real hit of nostalgia for a lot of us. There's an Antiques Roadshow special on Sunday where they just have old TV memorabilia. 
And amazingly, I think this is an extraordinary kind of coup. There's an edition of the repair shop on Wednesday with King Charles visiting the workshop, the Workshop of Dreams. It was filmed last year when he was still the Prince of Wales. So he gives Jay Blades and the team some stuff to restore, like an 18th century royal carriage clock. I haven't managed to get a preview. It's kind of under wraps, but it sounds kind of pretty special. And I love it. I mean, the repair shop is always a wonderful thing. Uh, however, kind of cynical you're feeling, it's always kind of balm for the soul. So that's the repair shop, a royal visit on Wednesday on BBC One. Now, on iPlayer, of the stuff I've watched this week, I have to say, this really made an impression on me. It's a football documentary, but bear with me because it's a bit special. It's called just Messi, simple as that, as in Lionel Messi, and it's on iPlayer from Saturday. It will be on BBC One eventually. It's the story of Lionel Messi, the Argentine footballer, probably the greatest player ever to kick a ball. There's an argument about that, but certainly you watch this and you think so. It's another thing where they've got amazing archive clips. They've got these home videos, little kind of grainy home videos of Messi as a young kid, I guess in the early 90s. And he's just this little boy. He's smaller than all the other kids on the pitch. And even at five or six, he can just dribble the whole length of the pitch. Just he's little magical genius. And they, it's so, it just it brings tears to your eyes. Just this incredible little kid dancing through the opposition. And you keep getting that sense of this sweet, shy guy, very quiet, not a big personality like, you know, Maradona or Ronaldo or somebody, but the things he can do on a pitch. And they have loads of other players, Cesc Fabregas, Xavi and people, talking about what it's like to play with him and also people like Ferdinand talking about what it's like to play against him. And as I say, it's oddly kind of moving, partly because he's near the end of his career now and this will be his last World Cup coming up. He's already left his beloved Barcelona. And it's the twilight of something amazing. So that's Messi on iPlayer from Saturday. If you've got any interest at all in football, you should watch it. Now, the big thing on Amazon Prime from today, Friday the 21st of October, is called The Peripheral. It's a big budget sci-fi thing from the people who produced Westworld, if you ever saw that on Sky. It's adapted from a William Gibson novel, and the idea is... There's this young woman in the near future in small-town rural America who is an absolute whiz at video games. She earns money from playing video games to pay for the drugs that her mother needs. Her mother's an invalid. But one day she tries this new gaming headset that her brother gives her that sort of whooshes her into a kind of hellish future version of London where terrible things happen. And it's meant to just be a simulation, but is that all it is? Is it just a kind of virtual reality thing or is it an actual reality of some kind? From what I've seen, it's really arresting at times, but it's a little bit loose at times. It's a little bit talky, but it's also very cool and very disturbing. Chloe Grace Moretz, who plays the lead, she's excellent. The streets of London look kind of fabulous in it. And I think obviously it'll appeal to gamers and people who are into AI and VR and that kind of thing. But even if you're not, it's very watchable. So that's The Peripheral. That's out now on Amazon Prime. Very different from that is a Netflix drama that's out today called From Scratch. It's a very lush piece of sort of romantic escapism with Zoe Saldana, who's an actor you usually see more in kind of sci-fi stuff. She plays a Texas law student who 
kind of takes some time out, goes to Florence because she's looking for more a life of sort of art and beauty. And she falls in love with a young chef. It's all very romantic. They try to start a new life back in America where there are bumps in the road, to say the least. It's actually, it's based on a true story, a, a best-selling memoir. It's full of big emotions and life lessons and tragedy and comedy as well. It's very polished again. There's that look that only kind of the big budgets of the streamers can get you. Um, but it does have also that kind of emotional wallop that you get in things like, I would say, if, if you like This Is Us, if you know that series, it's in that kind of territory. So that's From Scratch, that's on Netflix from today, Friday. Okay, back on linear channels, there are a couple of good documentaries this week that are just based on one interview with one big-name celebrity who's worth listening to at length. The first one is, it's a new series called Louis Theroux Interviews, which starts on BBC Two on Tuesday. It's just a series of in-depth conversations. The first one is with Stormzy, the rapper and musician, who's kind of more than that. He's a, He feels like he's become a big cultural figure. And... Louis, as he does, whenever he talks to people, he manages to get a bit below the surface. He reveals a lot of surprises and nice details about what Stormzy's like as a guy. Like in his house, there's this stack of board games, which he loves. He's got four copies of Articula or something, and loads of different versions of Monopoly and so on. And Stormzy, he's quite frank and open, or it feels like it with Louis. He talks about his spells of depression and so on. It's the kind of thing I think that Louis Theroux does better than anybody else. He's sort of friendly, he knows his stuff, but he's not hes not too fawning. Uh, and also, it's kind of a scoop because Stormzy hasn't done any interviews for a couple of years. So that's Louis Theroux interviews on Tuesday on BBC Two. Another great cultural giant, Stephen Fry, is on TV this week talking to Alan Yentob. And it's a programme that was actually it was recorded at our very own Radio Times TV Festival back in May when he was welcomed into the Radio Times Hall of Fame. So this programme's called Stephen Fry in Conversation with Alan Yentob. It's on BBC Four on Monday. And it's a good, long, meaty conversation that gives you real sort of essence of Stephen Fry. All his, his sense of humour and that erudite knowledge that he has of things and his wisdom, which it turns out is pretty hard won. He talks about his bipolar disorder, his sexuality coming out, drink and drugs, all the stuff that goes on under the surface of this very urbane, lovable figure. It's worth mentioning that on the podcast that runs alongside this on the Radio Times feed, View From My Sofa, there's a great chat with Stephen Fry there as well. And one coming up with Louis Theroux on the same day, Tuesday, as the Stormzy programme. So look out for those. That's View From My Sofa on this same Radio Times podcast feed. I want to quickly rattle through. This is like sort of public service announcements because I need to just make people aware that there are some big series that are coming back. You'll know if they're things that you love, if you're interested in them, if you like them first time round. So, for instance, Handmaid's Tale, season five, starts on Channel 4 on Sunday. It's an incredible drama. and It was in its day. I think its best days are probably behind it. But it can still produce a very intense, haunting moments of sort of real gut-punch emotional television, like nothing else around. So that's Handmaid's Tale. That's on Channel 4 on Sunday. And, oh, by the way, also on Sunday, there's a Doctor Who centenary special on BBC One called The Power of the Doctor. It will probably appeal more to older 
Doctor Who fans because there's a lot of callbacks in it to the show's history and former companions come back, Ace and Tegan, uh, maybe some other big figures from the past in the show. There'll be a regeneration at the end because we say goodbye to Jodie Whittaker. Are we going to say hello to Shooty Gatway? It's not clear. We'll have to see. Anyway, uh, that's Doctor Who on Sunday on BBC One. Very quickly, The Pact is back for a second series. This was a BBC One drama about a group of work colleagues. You may remember they sort of conspired to keep a murder secret. It's back with a whole new story this time. That's on BBC One on Monday. The Pact, one of my favourite things. Awesome Watch is back on Tuesday on BBC Two, Tuesday to Friday and then weeknights of the following weeks. It's a lovely show to dip in and out of. Chris Packham and the gang. I grant you that, yes, the banter can get a bit annoying at times, but... The footage of the wildlife is amazing and it's a glorious thing to watch, particularly if you're a town dweller. It's a realist, wonderful escapism. Last public service announcement, The Wheel, Michael McIntyre's The Wheel, I should call it, returns I'm on BBC One just before Strictly. It's a huge hit. People love it. Saturday night, game show, gold. That just leaves my one to miss for this week. I always do one show that I think you can safely avoid. This week, it's called Jimmy Carr Destroys Art. And it's the sort of show, there's an interesting idea behind it, which is, okay, if you've got these very controversial works of art from artists who we now see as problematic because we realise they were actually monsters in their private lives uh, in some way or other, should those works be cancelled? Should they actually not just be cancelled, but destroyed, physically destroyed? So Channel 4, or the production company... They've bought works by Adolf Hitler and Eric Gill and people like Rolf Harris, but also by Picasso and so on. And I believe they've also bought a flamethrower. So there'll be a debate and then Jimmy Carr may destroy something. And yeah, and this is a big issue right now. And this is a very attention grabbing way to tackle it. Full disclosure, I haven't seen the show again. It's something that's under wraps. I'm not sure, I don't know about you, I'm not sure I trust Jimmy Carr to have a sort of sensitive way of doing it so that it ends up as anything other than a trashy stunt. Heaven knows, he's no stranger to giving offence himself. Is he the guy you want deciding how offensive somebody else's work is? I'm not sure he is. So that's Jimmy Carr Destroys Art. I won't tell you when it's on because you don't need to watch it. That's all for this week. Thanks very much for listening. Uh, I'll be back next Friday. And I'll be talking about the new series, a couple of exciting new things, new series of White Lotus, brilliant black comedy sort of satire that was set in Hawaii and series two moves to Sicily. More on that next week. And from the writer of Peaky Blinders, this World War II drama called SAS Rogue Heroes. You may have seen the trailers. Um, it's about the origins of the SAS. It looks very promising. Do join me next time to hear about those if you can. Until then, bye for now and happy viewing. <laughs>